I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchett, your host, live from Las Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast, live out there in Boston, Josh Applebaum. Uh, so, Josh, updating scores in Major League Baseball. We got the Tigers on top of the Angels, 10-8. to um, We got the Rays on top of the Orioles, 7-2. to We got the Mariners on top of the uh, Rangers, 6-1. Royals taking it to the Astros, 2-3-1. to (laughs) Can't get over that. Uh, A's and the White Sox tied up at three uh, in their matchup. And then certainly uh, underway now, the Phillies and the Diamondbacks, 0-0. Are you on those games, any of those games there? I got a couple day sweats, Pritch, absolutely. So, number one, I'm getting nervous with my Detroit Tigers. They were up 10-2. Uh, like a hot minute ago, they gave mm-hmm. up six runs, I think, in the sixth inning. Now 10, uh, 10 to 8, so I'll have to be sweating that one. That was a sharp move to Detroit. I think they were like plus 110 down to a pick em, uh, or down to like uh, an even money plus 100, so sharp line move in their favor. Now, one thing I want to mention with the Baltimore Orioles, Pritch, this is something that a lot of betters have been uh, you know, quietly cashing here recently. They've been in a huge losing streak with the Orioles. I think they've lost 14 straight right now. But the key with them is betting against them on the run line. It's not that they're just losing 14 games in a row. It's that they've lost all 14 of those games by a run line bet. They've lost by two or more. So perfect example today where if you want to bet a big favorite, but you don't want to lay a huge price, like today, Tampa Bay Rays, they were like minus 350, mm-hmm. massive number. If you're betting to not bet to win, which is what I would recommend, uh, because you don't want to lay 3.5 units to win one. You just risk your one, but you're really only going to get less than a third of a unit back. So the juice isn't worth the squeeze. But if you flip it on the run line, minus one and a half round, minus 175, that's what I got here. Uh, I would just keep an eye on if you want to bet against the Orioles, consider these run lines, 14 and 0 on the run line, betting against Baltimore. You can also knock down that price and lay a little bit better of a number. Wow, that's substantial right there. That's great information. <laughs> uh, absolutely right there, uh, Josh. And so the Astros continue. Uh, same thing with the White Sox, too. For some reason, the Royals, they, they have the White Sox number uh, and certainly the Astros as well. Yeah, it's, un- it's just crazy with the, yeah. with the Casey Royals, a team that you kind of feel was left for dead. It's like if they play a mediocre team or a team the same as them, they're going to lose. Then these good teams they beat, mm-hmm. it makes uh, kind of no sense right now, Pritch. But, um, you know, one thing I did want to mention real quick, a game tonight where I saw some sharp money to the under was Minnesota Twins and the New York Yankees. This thing opened really high total, one of the highest totals of the day, 10 and a half. 
really juiced up under minus 120. Some books are down to 10. If you can still find a hook with the 10 and a half to the under, that's a play that really caught my eye. Uh, you have a decent pitching matchup, Jamison Tyon against John Gant. Uh, and one thing with um, with Tyon here, he's got a pretty good record. You know, he was kind of cast off, high pick from the Pittsburgh Pirates, never really made it. Yanks took a shot on him. Uh, 3.89 ERA, he's pitched pretty well. Gant, uh, 3.49. What we have seen here with this under, Yankees have been a big under team. You know, saw it last night with my Red Sox. 69 and 51 to the under with the Yankees. Also, Yankees 7 and 1 to the under their last eight home games and 4 and 1 to the under their last five. So I took a shot on that under 10 and a half if you can find the hook with the Yankees and the Twins tonight. All right, let's get to some college football insights uh, courtesy of Benham GM Heisman Trophy odds. Uh, uh, highest ticket percentage, Spindler, Spencer Rattler, 18.9%. Uh, Sam Howell uh, sitting there at 6.9% to handle. Uh, Same thing with Rattler. He's got it at 26.5%. So as a data guy, Josh, I mean, from an award standpoint, data is not really going to help you, is it? And not too much. I mean, I still kind of abide by this low, low bets, higher dollar type situation. Mm-hmm. So Spencer Rattler uh, telling me that he's not just kind of the low hanging fruit play of obviously coming from a system where Lincoln Riley does great with these quarterbacks. He's turned out a couple of Heisman winners recently with Baker Mayfield and with Kyler Murray and Spencer Rattler, who looked good last year, going into another year here. Um, and, and really what we're looking at plus 800 pitch. I, I can't argue with this. He's getting 18% of the tickets, but almost 27% of the money. Right. So it's not like one of those walk into a bar and everyone's got a Spencer Rattler ticket just because he's the big name. It looks to me like he's also getting respected money as well with about a, uh, what about an 8% bet first dollar discrepancy play there. No one else really jumps out to me. I got to research Pritch. Who's B. John Robinson? Because <laughs> uh, he's only getting 5% of the tickets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, almost 10% of the money. He's kind of the only other guy who's got a low bets, higher dollar. Okay. So I got to research him a bit. But it seems to me like Rattler, sometimes chalk, it makes sense. And uh, to me, Rattler is the odds is who should be favored here. Yeah, well, my thing is I don't think the people that are voting on this are going to look at the uh, handle uh, or, or highest <laughs> ticket percentage and have that influence. I, I guess that's what I was going after uh, in terms of uh, the data for this situation. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host, live from Las Vegas. Uh, your other host on the East Coast, live in Boston, Josh Applebaum. So let's deep dive into a football team that has a lot of interest in people. Some people uh, believe they are a Super Bowl contender. Uh, Josh Applebaum, let's see what you have to say about that. Um, it's the L.A. Rams. Uh, right now they have a 10-and-a-half uh, win total uh, over plus 125, the under minus 150. Yes, looking at the Rams, Pritch, I think uh, this is a team that we expect to be in the conversation here, maybe in the Elite Eight, the Final Four, you know, if you think of it in football terminology here. But they go 10-6 and last year, and obviously uh, they're not afraid to mortgage the future and give up all their their first-round picks. Pritch, when's their next first-round pick? Like the year 2075 (laughs) or something? But uh, they bring in Stafford, and I think, you know, with Stafford, to me, that is a big improvement. This is a guy that was kind of in purgatory for a while there with Detroit Lions. Now he kind of died and went to heaven working with Sean McVay, a really good defense, and just kind of an innovative offensive mind like McVay. But the irony here to me, Pritch, is that win total 10 and a half, so you're expecting a double-digit win team probably mm-hmm. this year. But look at the juice. This really, really jumps out to me. The under is minus 150. That is a huge, huge expensive price to the under. That tells me um, that if you have a, a you know a, such a, an expensive price on the under, that odds makers are expecting them to be right around that 10 win mark. So maybe 10 and 7 something like that. You know, if you are bullish on the Rams, getting plus 125 is not a bad play at all. Uh, if you think that they can put it all together here with with Stafford, McVay, with with, with uh, Aaron Donald, and obviously uh, Jalen Ramsey here. Um, but one thing to be a little careful about, maybe why it's juiced up a bit, we talk about the tough division. You know, mm-hmm. I, I would argue, and Pritch, I think you'd agree, that's the toughest division in football. You're going to have to play the 49ers twice. And, you know, we were thinking maybe that under with the Arizona Cardinals at, at what was it, under eight and a half, something like that, Pritch. Uh, but then also the Seattle Seahawks, where it always feels like they split those games between the Rams and the Seahawks. But they have the not only the a tough division, but they have the 10th hardest schedule in the NFL this mm-hmm. year. Uh, their opponents last year went 140 and 132. That's a 515 win percentage. And also think an injury that um, you know we talked about when it happened, Pritch, is, is Cam Akers, a guy who uh, really looked great in the playoffs, was really turning it on, and had, what, a 100-yard rushing game against the Packers there. And you were saying, wow, this is kind of the next great running back here uh, for the Rams, you know, after you lose Todd Gurley there and his knee kind of got hurt. 
Um, but that injury kind of hurts them a bit. I would look at Daryl Henderson. I don't have his prop bets in front of me, but it could be a big Henderson year where if he's somewhere around like 500, 600 yards, I could see him going over. Um, but it just, to me, it feels like with Stafford, there's going to be a really good team, but with a tough schedule, tough division and juice to the under, maybe they're 10 and seven, something around there. I think they're a 10 or 11 win team. And that's going to be a difference between the winning or losing your prop bet. But Pritch, what's your take on the Rams this year? You know, it's all over the place right now. Uh, I, I Sometimes I want to feel like they are a Super Bowl contender. Uh, and then I look at their schedule and I'm like you. And uh, But then I think back on their journey, uh, McVay uh, in that division, they got to a Super Bowl through that division. Uh, they got through a Super Bowl uh, through Russell Wilson and others in that division, San Francisco, too. So uh, San Francisco is like feast or famine, too, when either it's going to be a losing season or going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think the up and down nature of that franchise allows the Rams to have a path uh, to this playoff, certainly, and maybe perhaps the Super Bowl. But looking at their schedule, Josh, their tough games, uh, their opponents like Tampa Bay's at home. Um, they got Tennessee at home. Now, they do go to Baltimore later on in the year, uh, and they do go to Green Bay, but they've been there. They did, they did it last year. So I, I think this team, uh, from a mentality standpoint, probably feels like they are a Super Bowl-caliber team. Uh, you throw in Matt Stafford now, uh, that confidence is going to go through the roof with this football team. I agree with you, Pritch. And look at the schedule. I mean, uh, I could see them starting off 6-2. and two. You know, they're a seven-point favorite against the Bears. Maybe at the Colts could be a tough game. The mm-hmm. Bucks at home. But then you got, you know, the Giants, the Lions, the Texans. I'm looking at all these games on the schedule. You got the Jaguars. You could get off on the right foot and really start this thing rolling in the right direction. You know, one interesting thing from our buddy John Ewing at BetMGM, uh, two things Rams related. Number one, they actually took in a bet on uh, Aaron Donald to win the MVP here. Okay. 500 bucks to win $100,000 on Aaron Donald. Uh, at 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 uh, at 200 to one here. So uh, could that happen? It's unlikely. Usually MVP is typically a quarterback here, but it just tells you with a crazy payout like that, you're you're getting at least someone biting at the apple there. But really, with Stafford, let's stick to Stafford here, mm-hmm. Pritch. You know, at BetMGM, he's 20 to one to win the MVP, and he's got a uh, the highest handle of any player right now. Uh, he's got 8.7 percent of tickets, but 10.7 percent of the money and 20 to one. That's a pretty decent number overall. Uh, you know, I got to throw in Tom Brady because I always got to mention it, but <laughs> Brady's another good number. MVPs plus 1400. He's only getting 5% of bets, but 10% of the money. But that's just notable to me. Stafford is he, is he going to have a big year working with McVay and, you know, working with these receivers, Cooper cup and, uh, and, and Robert Woods and Van Jefferson, a young guy that they drafted. Uh, can they keep him uh, behind a good offensive line, keep him healthy? And yeah. we know Stafford's a really tough guy who plays through a lot of injuries, but that's just notable to me. A big bet on Aaron Donald. Uh, you could just go defensive player of the year, plus 550 to me. Obviously a much smaller payout, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe more likely to cash that bet. Uh, but Stafford getting a lot of handle here for MVP with the Rams. Let's stay with Stafford here. Like you mentioned, we'll get to the running back situation in a minute, but uh, you mentioned his supporting cast. I think a, a sneaky signing outside of uh, Higby, for sure, a tight end. Uh, but a sneaky signing was D-Jack, Deshaun Jackson. Ooh, Deshaun Jackson, he yeah. Back. He can still run, Josh. That guy can still run. Now, he's had the injuries over the year, but you got Robert Woods. You got uh, Van Jefferson. You have uh, Cooper Cup. All he needs to do is catch about 50 balls this year uh, to help that offense be explosive. And I think Deshaun Jackson can do that. I think he could, Pritch, but my really, this is a guy with injuries that I'm scared yeah. of. I mean, uh, Pritch, at, at the uh, Josh Applebaum Sportsbook, the over-under for games for Deshaun Jackson <laughs> is, is, is 2.5. It's 2.5. Okay. He's not going to have that many reps, though. He's not going to have that many um, uh, snaps. I mean, he's going to be a spot player. So, as a spot player, do you still think, uh, well, yeah, he's still injury-prone. Yeah, it's just, it's tough for me. I mean, he passes the wind. I mean, Mm -hmm. you get him downfield and he makes these great plays, but uh, talk about a guy who's slight of frame. I mean, uh, one thing I did mention, and we got to get to the Patriots game at some point tonight, but it looks like Devonta Smith is going to play tonight. So we'll see a little bit of of Devonta Smith, but he's kind of in that category of great hands, fast, great player. But when you weigh 175 pounds, Mm -hmm. soaking wet bridge and playing in the NFL where they, they, you know, it's the most violent sport of all. To me, that worries me a bit, but you bring up a good point. Will they be selective in how they use him? Is he only 10 snaps a game? And, uh, you know, hopefully no hamstring issues or something like that. But to me, it's a, it's a buy low, sell high. You expect him to get hurt. You don't expect him to play, but 
didn't give him a ton of money. It's kind of a low money deal. And hey, if he plays great, uh, it could be uh, the reward is huge. The risk is pretty low. Right. I mean, if he gives you a couple of big plays throughout the season, uh, big plays later on in the season, playoff run too. I mean, it could happen uh, if he stays healthy that way for sure. Now the running back situation gets very interesting though with the Rams because we're going to find out what McVay is made of. Uh, Josh, he's from the Kyle, uh, Mike Shanahan tree. Um, well, you can say Kyle too, but predominantly Mike Shanahan. So think about Mike Shanahan and his run with running backs after Terrell Davis. I mean, he he replaced Terrell Davis with running back after running back after running back because of that system. Uh, and I think McVay feels like he can do that. We're going to find out uh, if he has that, uh, you know, those kind of chops in, in terms of, okay, we got Akers, we had Gurley, but yet we need a potent running game for our offense. We'll just plug in a player uh, and still make it work. Yeah, it's a great point by you, Pritch. So, uh, you know, next man up obviously would be mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson. You know, I'm looking at, and I'll just uh, throw this out as a tip. Anyone looks at, wants to look at depth charts, there's a website called ourlads.com. They do a really good job of, uh, of depth charts and who's next up. So if you want to take a look, it's ourlads.com. But, Rich, next man up would be Xavier Jones. So I'm looking at this guy here uh, from SMU. He's 5'11", 208, only 23 years old. Played a little bit last year. Uh, I think some special teams didn't really get in any games here. But that could be a guy who, uh, if you're playing fantasy and Daryl Henderson gets hurt, this could be the next man up. But okay. you're totally right. I think you're, you're going to lean on your your passing game with with uh, with Stafford here. But also know that you know running game, uh, you know, if we can just get someone in there who can get you you know four yards of carry and not fumble it, you mm-hmm. have a great defense. You're probably not going to have to score 30-plus points a game. I think if you're going to score around 24 points a game, you're going to win a lot of your, your games here if you're with the Rams. So uh, next man up, but obviously losing Cam Akers is, is a tough blow there. Well, I think, I mean, I'm not going to – pat myself on the back, but I could play running back in this system uh, because it's, it, it gives you three choices. You have three choices on the wide zone. Uh, you can even burst it. That's one choice. Burst it to the outside. You can bend it back or you can bang it through some bodies there, Josh. So uh, you got three choices. If a running back cannot make one of those three decisions, uh, they're not going to be successful. But if they can, if they make it correctly, it'll be like what we see with San Francisco, plug and play with a running back, uh, plug and play with uh, Mike Shanahan and running backs after Terrell Davis. And, and so that's what this system does for you. So we'll see if McVay can do that. Yeah, I think it's a great point by you, Pritch. And I would also say, you know, I'm looking at a lot of projections here for the Patriots 53-man roster, mm-hmm. and it sounds like Sony Michelle is kind of like on the bubble a bit. You know, he's on his, still on his rookie deal, but I think it's his last year. Uh, you obviously have Damian Harris and, and a couple of these other guys, Ramon J. Stevenson, the rookie, look good. But I would say if I'm Sean McVay, I'm calling up Belichick, and I'm saying, can I give you a fifth-round pick for Sony Michelle? Imagine Sony Michelle and that and that offense. I think that that's like a tailor-made type move there. So will will they have to make a move, make a trade? I mean, they don't have a lot of draft capital left after you've you know mortgaged your future there to get Stafford. But I could see you know veteran cut down day when pretty soon these rosters are going to have to uh, get cut down to to 53, and you're going to have to really see a lot of guys on the street who could really benefit your team. So maybe that's the play instead of you know trading for Sony Michelle or another running back maybe you wait and see what who gets cut and bring him in there but i'm with you i think that's a a great product of their system that hey you can kind of plug in anybody and and still do well especially with a a great quarterback and and good defense to lean on right i mean a great defense the great players on that side of the ball too (laughs) you got um aaron donald and leonard floyd coming after quarterbacks uh, a stout defense in terms of stopping the run uh cover people in the back end as well Uh, so finish first in the nfc west or plus 190 uh josh to finish second plus 200 uh, I'm not going to go third. I mean, plus 260 right there in that division to make the playoffs minus 185 though. I would take the minus 185 to make the playoffs. Yeah. To me, that's kind of a low number. Again, you, we always talk about uh, the way you have to approach these futures. You got to have obviously patience to know that, you know, you're going to put your money away for six months and hopefully you're going to get uh, a payout later when you hit it uh, ideally. Uh, but you got to have be, have liquidity in your bankroll and also be the patience to cash these which I think a lot of betters would gravitate to plus money payouts. Whereas I think a lot of sharps see value on maybe a minus number where, uh, you know, their internal numbers have maybe minus 200 to make the playoffs and sharps see value on the minus 185. To me, whether it's a winning the division or uh, be, being a wild card team here, I think that's what you're working with. Mm-hmm. And just based on the odds makers, Pritch, you mentioned it. First place, plus 190, second plus 200 you know, 263rd and 504th, really what they're telling you is the two smallest payouts are first or second. So this is either, you know, a first or second place team, whether it's a division or wild card um, to win the NFC plus 550, 
I can be intrigued by that, but I think it's going to be, it's going to, I expect or think it'll be, you know, Packers bucks, you know, in that NFC championship game, but could the Rams make a move? I think that's uh, an opportunity there, but to make the playoffs. And I would say finish first or second, you know, you're getting plus money in both of those spots, but Rich, what do you think? Can this be a Super Bowl contender team, or is it, hey, you're going to have to get past Rodgers and Brady, and it's going to be an uphill battle? If they find a running back, I, I believe they are a Super Bowl contender. Uh, if they have any player that emerges uh, with that position, uh, Britton was telling us that Henderson, his uh, total, his rushing total yards are off the board right now. Uh, so you can't yeah. even bet Henderson, Daryl Henderson. But uh, if it comes together, I think the offensive line is intact. It's a nice offensive line situation right there, too. Uh, and, and then the threat of Matthew Stafford uh, as a quality quarterback, somebody that can throw the football all over the yard, that is going to help uh, help out that running game, that rushing attack. So then the defense, too, Josh. I mean, it's incredible what they have on that side of the ball right there. So looking at Matthew Stafford from a player prop st- situation, his passing yards, 4,600 and a half over under there. Passing touchdowns, 29 and a half there for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, 4,600 and a half, that seems kind of high. I just think that they're not going to be uh, asking him to throw for, you know, 400 yards every single game. I'm looking at uh, last year he threw for 4,084. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're going to get, uh, you know, the extra game uh, so far this uh, with the 17-game schedule. Um, the 29 and a half touchdowns to me, is kind of doable. You know, he's done that early in his career. He cashed that a bunch of times. I mean, he had 41, uh, he had 32. He's been in, around that number quite a few times. You know, the, the thing that I'm looking at, Pritch, though, with this board, I know we're up against it, is uh, is Aaron Donald's sacks. You know, right. his sacks number is 12 and a half. That jumped out to me. I mean, he had 13 and a half last year, 12 and a half the year before. He had 20 and a half in 2018. This guy in his prime, he's, he's hitting 30. He's 30 years old now, uh, but still, I think in the best shape. Uh, and really just prime for another breakout year. Uh, and can he basically, can he get you 13 sacks this year? I think that's definitely doable. I would look toward the over 12 and a half for yeah. Donald. Breakout year. He's, he's already broke out. <laughs> I, mean, I know. I was, yeah. yeah he's, flipping uh, the tongue. <laughs> no, he's getting to that uh, other territory, that hall of fame. Certainly that mention uh, played with Cortez Kennedy. And I thought that guy was incredible as a three technique, but Aaron Donald, I mean, what he can do with the speed, the strength. Uh, we, I don't think we've ever seen this before in the game. I don't think so either, Pritch. And I'm looking at his career numbers. So he's going into one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, his eighth season, I believe. Yeah. He's got 85 and a half sacks. I mean, that's <laughs> right. just unbelievable. Right. Uh, and also, you got to give him credit. Like, he is a durable guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're in the trenches, you're battling, you know, you're going up against these huge linemen, and he's played every single game. Uh, except for one year in 2017, he played 14 games. Other than that, he's played 16 games every single year. Right. So tip your cap to Donald uh, over 12 and a half Pritch. during the break. I might have to put that bet in. Okay. You think about Bruce Smith too, but he was in a three, four as opposed to a four, three. So different scheme. And he had outside linebackers, you know, Cornelius Bennett, uh, the name a few there or name one. Uh, but Bruce Smith as an interior D lineman too. I mean, he kind of changed the game when he was playing. Yeah, great point yeah. by you, Pritch. And again, you know, you think of sacks, you think of like, you know, Jason Taylor. That's a guy that right. comes to mind for me, you know, watching all those Patriots Dolphins games back in the day. And you really think it's these edge guys mm-hmm. who, you know, just beat with quickness or power to be an interior lineman and have, you know, double digit sacks every year. That is super impressive for Donald. Yeah. Going back to Matthew Stafford to 4,600 and a half. You know that Deshaun Jackson is going to average 25 yards per catch. That's going to help him do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but only for one game. That's catch. right. One game. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, we're going to get to your preseason game. We have to get to it. The breakdown, the Patriots, the Eagles is coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Indeed delivers great candidates fast. In fact, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talentist. Get more at Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, I mean, don't look up now, but uh, I, I see you're sweating a little bit right there. Uh, I know you're, you're watching it, right? Detroit and the Tigers, right? Yeah. Yeah, the thank God. I think it was uh, Justin Upton up there okay. with a couple guys on the a couple ducks on the pond and got out. But seriously, <laughs> Pritch, this is the baseball. Like you yeah. love it, you hate it, but you're up ten to two. My mm-hmm. Tigers, I'm feeling good. I'm like, I don't have to look at this game. I can just focus on betting across America with my guy Mike Pritchard. And then you look up two minutes later, they score like what nine, six, seven, eight runs. It's now ten to nine. So. Uh, Pritch, the beauty of baseball, when you're up, you're never safe. When you're down, you're never dead. It's just something you got to deal with every day, betting baseball. Yeah, maybe uh, Cabrera come through for you. He's sitting on 499, right? I know, and every day there's a prop bet. Will he hit 500 today? And uh, I think it's like plus 400, plus 500. So at some point it's going to happen. Uh, just don't give me a bottom of the ninth tide. I'll take it if he walks <laughs> off in homers. But, Jesus, my, I got taken off five years of my life with this Tigers game today. <laughs> bottom of seven right there in that matchup. So let's get to it. Uh, we got a preseason game tonight. Uh, line movement all over the place in this one, Josh. Information to uh, New England and Philly. The Eagles, they kick it off later on. Uh, it's a pick them out here in Vegas, 38 and a half is the total. 
Yeah, this reminds me a lot of the Red Sox-Yankees last night. So I know you're thinking, like, what are you talking about? That's baseball. This is football. But from my perspective, it's uh, my favorite team, but betting against them, which is, quote-unquote, some people call it a fan tax. Pritch, like, you, you bet against your team where if they win, you're happy. But if you win your bet, you're also happy. What I'm getting at here is I bet the Yankees last night against my Sox. I'm going to take Philly tonight against the Patriots. What I've noticed today is you kind of had this waiting game. You know, New England open minus one and a half, minus two at some shops. It kind of stayed one and a half, didn't move too much. And then today, really the la- this afternoon, the last three hours, I would say, you started to see this line creep to Philly, and then you had big steam hit Philly. So uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they're not onto a pick em pritch. I even see some shops hopping the fence where it's now Philadelphia Eagles minus one. So this kind of coincides with, you know, what we've been hearing about these joint practices where the Eagles uh, are really just manhandling the Patriots and all, and all these drills, they're hitting them harder. They're injuring the pats and you say, Hey, Riley up and with new England with this quarterback battle, what are you going to get out of them? But to me, information-based bets and really leaning on where these uh, wise guy line moves are going can be very beneficial in the preseason. So the fact that it was plus one and a half plus two Eagles, now it's minus one or a pick them. Looks to me like a lot of smart money hitting Philadelphia here, Pritch. And then also, I took a shot on the under. I took under 38 and a half. I took it a couple days ago, and I said, hey, I'm going to beat this closing line. It looks like it's falling. But a little bit scary for me now, it's back up to 38 and a half. So you have some over money coming in now at this point. Now, if you want to ride the under, um, you do have a lot of trends right now. You have the uh, the unders 9-1 and one on Saturday, 14-3 and three so far in the preseason. The magic number of 37 or higher when the total is 37 or higher. The under, I think, is 62% since 2014. But it's definitely clear that, uh, and again, it's kind of contrarian as well, sharp move, reverse line move okay. to the, to the, uh, the Eagles because two-thirds of bets are on the Patriots, yet the line's going to Philly. Looks to be a Philly play, and I'm, I'm sweating the under personally, uh, but you are getting a little buyback on the over right now. The handle 66% on the under right there. It is courtesy of BetMGM as well. Uh, tickets uh, 64% uh, on the under, uh, courtesy of BetMGM as well there. What do you make of those? Yeah, so it's intriguing to me, and I'd like to get some updated numbers because I, I okay. saw those earlier today, yeah. Pritch. Maybe they're shifting a little bit, okay. the fact that we're seeing some over money and we're seeing a lot of Eagles money. I mean, Definitely the Eagles play is what jumps out to me. Uh, I'm going to sweat that under, but I am a little concerned. It's ticking up here a little bit. And Pritch, I'll throw this at you. You know, um, I saw a great tweet by Julian Edelman Mm -hmm. today, uh, who, uh, you know, unfortunately is retired here, no longer with the Pats. But he said something about how uh, week two is now the week three, where the dress rehearsal game. But Mike Lombardi kind of said week three will be that dress rehearsal because then you have the two-week break until the regular season starts. So, Will we see more starters here, Pritch? How do you think they'll handle this? Will it be, you know, week two is when we see a lot of right. these guys, or because of that break, will it still be that last game to play your starters? What's your take on I, that? I can't gauge it, uh, Josh. I've been thinking about that, too. Like, what are they going to do in terms – I mean, the dress rehearsal, I think, is overhyped. Like, uh, who can't come out of the uh, locker room – after halftime and be ready for a football game. You got another week after preseason's over anyway. Uh, you don't have two a days. You're going to be uh, active and you're certainly going to be fresh for the season. Uh, I don't know how to think about what to determine with this dress rehearsal situation because of the joint practices too. So I can't call it at this point, Josh. Yeah, I think maybe we'll learn something from New England, Philly, how yeah. they handle it. But I think it's different. Some teams are like, we'll right. play the dress rehearsal week three, some are week two. I mean, it's unclear right now. Yeah, some teams don't even play a starter in preseason. So, yeah. I mean, go figure. Sean McVay. Uh, yeah. That's right. Uh, a lot more to get to here on the program when betting across America continues. We'll see if Josh Applebaum is still still sweating. Dude, that's all, <laughs> all that and more coming up next. NFL preseason has kicked off. It's the perfect time to consider the VSIN Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, divisional finishes, and player awards. The guide is only $20, and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and college guide. Reserve your copy now or sign up for the VSIN All Access uh, to get everything we offer 
for the entire football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, 10-9 still to score. Uh, top of the eighth, oh. though. Rich, this is like, you want to you know what it's like to sweat a game where, like, seriously, 10-2, to you think you're good. Right. Unbelievable here. So, Michael Fulmer on the bump here. Fulmer, I think he was American League Rookie of the Year a few years back. Fingers crossed. Please, okay. please, please. Come on. Keep this going, Detroit. Tigers with a one-run lead right now, 10-9. Uh, top of the eighth inning right there in that game, that matchup. So let's get to uh, the NFL preseason and have has the preseason changed your thought process on some of these rookie of the year situations? Uh, so offensive rookie of the year, we have the odds for Trevor Lawrence, uh, plus 325, Justin Fields, uh, plus 700, Trey Lance, plus 750. So let's start there because, you know, there's mixed feelings about Trevor Lawrence. Did he have a good performance? Did he have an okay performance? It was his first game. <laughs> We're going to see more of him. But at plus 325, did, did that one game change your perception on Trevor Lawrence at all? Not too much. And I think, you know, the thought process here, Pritch, is, you know, don't get too high or too low. Right. You know, a guy who looks bad his first preseason game doesn't mean he's going to be a bad player. Someone who looks great, maybe he got lucky. And, you know, once he plays first string, defenses he'll he regress a little bit so uh, i don't want to take too much from it you know a little grain of salt type you know situation here um i would say with, with trevor lawrence obviously he's the favorite plus 325 and pretty there's not anyone that close i mean you have no one in the plus 400 plus 500 range your next one up is justin fields trey lance to me the value would be on fields or lance i mean fields is a guy that uh, i'll admit pritch and, and again with trevor lawrence he didn't impress me that much okay. and again the comment where he said I was really, really nervous for this game, and I haven't been nervous like since high school. That kind of scared me a little bit. I would like some confidence or maybe keep it to yourself a little bit. You got to credit him for being honest, but that was kind of eye-opening for me. To me, Justin Fields, plus 700. I mean, what I saw out of this guy, and again, you're going up against some backups here, um, but he showed his rocket arm. Uh, he also showed with his legs that he can make moves here. And as a Patriots fan, like I'm still high on Mac Jones, but I'm like, man, Justin Fields, I wonder if uh, you know Belichick should have moved up to get him. I think if you're a Bears fan, it gives you a lot of optimism uh, for the future. Uh, and then, of course, Trey Lance, to me, that's a big move. I mean, I, I know we got a, a breakdown here from John Ewing at BetMGM recently where I think Lance jumped up from, like, plus 1,400 to plus 750. He definitely moved up big there. Mm -hmm. uh, again, how quickly will he see him? Uh, you know, he had that great touchdown pass, but his, his uh, completion percentage wasn't great. I think he was 5 for 14. But to me, uh, Trevor Lawrence at that number and what I saw from him doesn't intrigue me too much. To me, it's Fields and Lance. Those are the two guys that pretty decent payouts that I would lean on right now. But, Rich, what's your take of these rookie quarterbacks who caught your eye? And then anyone else down the list? I know your guy Kyle Pitts still 11-1 to right now. Yeah, I mean, I really like uh, Kyle Pitts as a player and what he could present. Still a youngin, though, out there. I don't know if a Titans ever won rookie of the year. Um, uh, we're looking at – but it's positionless, too, so maybe I'll think of him more of a wide receiver. Saquon Barkley was the last running back, uh, Josh, and back in 2018. Najee Harris is up there at 10 to one. Uh, as far as quarterbacks standing out to me, um, I, I, Justin Fields stood out from a playmaking standpoint, but we knew that about Justin Fields already. I just don't know what the situation is going to be with Nagy and that offense and what the Chicago Bears are going to do. Mm. And that's why I can't bet them right now at plus 700, even though I would like to. I would think plus 700 uh, would be tremendous uh, right there for a quarterback. Uh, Trey Lance, yeah. That, that one's iffy, too, for me, because I, I think Garoppolo gives him the best chance of winning this year. Uh, Lance, once he starts playing NFL defenses, we'll, we'll see what he's made of. Zach Wilson, I don't think he'll get there uh, at 10-1. to 1. Uh, But then looking at other players, though, Najee Harris and, like we said, Kyle Pitts. You mentioned Devonta Smith. He's going to be playing tonight. I'm curious to see what he looks like. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Pritch. And again, another guy called my Jamar Chase quietly. Haven't heard much about him. Obviously, Joe Burrow, uh, you know, said based on the coach that he's not going to play mm -hmm. uh, maybe at all in the preseason here. But Chase at 18 to one could intrigue me if he puts up some big numbers there working with that connection from LSU with Burrow. You know, you bring up a good point, though, Pritch. One thing we got to hammer here real quick uh, is these QBs that are in competitions like. With Trevor Lawrence, I'm not really high on him. He didn't really impress me from just the eye test from what I saw. But he's going to start, you know, game one and play the whole year. You right. know, so uh, with the, these other guys like Fields and Lance, they're, they're veteran uh, competition QBs. Like, you know, obviously with Fields looking at Dalton, I think he's still minus 350. Jimmy G's still like minus 400 to start. 
you know, it could be a situation where maybe when they get in later, they, they light it up and put up good numbers. But, you know, what if Trevor Lawrence is just kind of, you know, just slowly putting together decent weeks and at the end of the year has a, a really good sample size of mm-hmm. numbers, whereas, you know, Fields and Lawrence, maybe they don't take the field till week four, week five, week six, something like that. That's what you got to keep in, uh, you know, keep in the back of your head here. Will the number, the, the cumulative numbers for Lawrence be better and more impressive because he just plays more games, whereas these other guys may have a higher ceiling but may not get in until later in the year. Right, and the good thing about this award, you just have to beat out other rookies, though. I mean, we're not comparing <laughs> you know, Trevor Lawrence to Aaron Rodgers or anything like that. So just his category, his, uh, his uh, colleagues here. Uh, last receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., back in 2014, had a tremendous year. How about defensive rookie of the year, uh, Micah Parsons, plus 600, Quiddy Pay, plus 900, Jalen Phillips at plus 900 as well. I'd be looking at Parsons. I know it's okay. chalky, Pritch, but this is a guy that I think is going to pile up, you know, 100-plus tackles mm-hmm. and a guy that's very quick. And i got to give him credit because I watched Hard Knocks the other day, Pritch. He's playing chess against our guy <laughs> Don Fanuch there. So this is a, a thinking man's linebacker. I kind of like that about him coming from Penn State. And his mom was going to all the games. That was kind of jumped out to me with Hard Knocks there. But yep. um, I just think with that defense, you're going to be uh, in a lot of high-scoring games. And I think at the end of the day, if he has a few sacks, a couple of forced fumbles, He's got like 120 tackles. I think he's going to get this award. You know, Quiddy Pay was a guy from Michigan. Jalen Phillips, plus 800, plus 900. They could uh, come to mind here. Zayvon Collins is is 14 to one, who uh, has been impressive here with with the Cardinals so far. It's chalky, but getting Micah Parsons plus 600. That's where I would go right now. But who are you looking at here, Pritch? Well, I, I was going to ask you about that plus 600. Is that a decent number? Because, I mean, I, I think he's going to be put in a position to make so many plays defensively for that team. He runs a 4-3-2, Josh. So <laughs> either on the line of scrimmage or uh, second level of the defense, <laughs> he plays safety if they needed him to. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's going to be in a position to make a lot of plays. So plus 600, I think that's a good number. I'm with you. And again, sideline to sideline. I think just the speed visually, what you're going to see from Parsons making plays, making tackles. I think plus 600 is a decent number. It's not plus 300 with Trevor Lawrence. You're getting a better payout here. The wild card would be edge rushers, though. Uh, Look out for those guys. We have an update. Angels, Tigers will get to that as well as Josh Applebaum's grossest play of the day. That's coming up next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Summer sports betting is heating up, so sign up right now for a risk-free first bet up to $1,000 at BetMGM. Be sure to use bonus code VSIN1000 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Once again, it's bonus code VSIN1000 to make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions must be at least 21. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, uh, so much is happening right now. Uh, The Rams and the Raiders just canceled practice because another fight. Uh, More fights today and joint practices earlier uh, whenever they were taking place out there for the Rams and Raiders. I don't know if that's adding any intrigue to this matchup Saturday. Uh, I'm looking at the numbers. Still, uh, L.A. at home plus six and a half, 35 is a total. Yeah, the more I look at it, Pritch, it looks like this thing may get down to six. I think you yeah. reached your high water mark here with this uh, this Vegas Raiders uh, number here. You know, it opened some shops for like three, four. It's now all the way up to six and a half. So it's coming back down. Looks like it may come down to six. We do know these big dogs, six or more, uh, have really uh, been great historically in the preseason. You know, a six in a preseason game is like a double-digit spread in a regular season game. Uh, and again, with uh, these tempers flaring, maybe that gets uh, McVay's team going a little bit here. Uh, again, I was all on the early move to the Raiders, but getting closer, it looks like there's some buyback. If you want to take a shot with this big dog, getting the six and a half right now could be worthwhile because based on the juice numbers, it looks like it may get back down to six. And again, big number in the preseason right there. But Pritch, uh, you're such a good friend. You didn't you didn't tell me, and I've, I saw it for myself. The Tigers, man. Come on, man. Yeah, they're I said there was an update. <laughs> I said there was an oh, update. <laughs> you're killing me. And I knew it wasn't good because you would have given me a good sign there. But yeah. down 11 to 10 now. Pritch, unbelievable. I, this is, It's not over yet. Let's see if Miggy can uh, get bring it back for anyone like me who's on the Tigers right now. But, Pritch, the feeling of being up 10 to 2 and saying, hey, this is nice. And then looking up and being down 11 to 10, this is about, I love sweats. This is this is the, the nightmare sweat, sweat here that you never want to see. But the Tigers, man, come on, man. <laughs> a real emotion from Josh Applebaum right now, live uh, on the air. I love it. Uh, there, it's 12 to 10 now. No, even better. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. 15 to 10 pretty soon here, <laughs> right. I'm sure. So Max Crosby for the Raiders, he had a quote. I, I want to say it was Max. Um, let's get our punches in now because we won't get flagged out here. I mean, this is this is getting good. Raiders and Rams this weekend, Josh. It really is, Pritch. And again, they're they're getting them in now because uh, they're probably not going to play when the game plays. Right, when the game right. starts, you know, with all these uh, you know starters resting here. But you're totally right. You know, again, we talked about buying low on maybe the six and a half, but also the under. Again, I, I'm still leaning on this okay. under. I think there's a lot of value there. 
37 down to 35. We've seen it move. And it's not just, you know, when I'm betting games, it's not just system system matches, but also what's the market doing? I want I don't want a system telling me, you know, this side and then my, the market going the other way. I want them to be together in the same vein. So the fact that you have unders performing very well, you're going to rest a lot of your starters, you're 37 down to 35. To me, they're the most confident play that I would make will be on the under 35 with the Rams. Okay, so getting to some of the games in Major League Baseball, uh, still on the schedule a little bit later, you got the Twins on the Yankees. Clearly the Yankees on the roll. Do you have an opinion on this game? So it's a big number here for New York. I'm not right. going to lay it with New York. Uh, they did actually drop a little bit. looks like there may have been a little Twins money there. It's a big number. It's kind of when you're that high, it's kind of a drop in the bucket, Pritch. Mm-hmm. But you did see uh, the Yankees minus 270 down to around minus two. I'm seeing like a 230 now. So a little bit of movement there toward Minnesota. My play in that one is the under Pritch. But you got to find the hook with the 10 and a half because some right. shops are down to 10 right now. But we mentioned, uh, you know, public betting over. You had juice to the under. Jamison Tyon's been pretty good. Uh, so far this year, especially recently. And you look at the uh, the Yankees, they're an under team so far this year, 69 and 51 to the under. You also have them uh, cashing the under in seven of their last eight at home and four of their last five overall. So I'm not too confident in you know the Twins pulling off an upset, but I also don't want to go against that line move and bet the Yankees. To me, my play, let's get some. Uh, let's get a low-scoring game here. I don't care who wins. Give me the under in that one. Pitch, All right. and a half. Okay, we got Cincinnati at home. I'm always attracted to Cincinnati at home, uh, in particular when there's a nice total. There's perhaps bet over eight and a half the total against the Marlins. Um, minus 250 at home uh, against Miami there. Uh, you got Thompson versus Castillo on the bumps there. Yeah, and Castillo's had a really big turnaround here. I mean, his first 10 starts, I think his ERA was like 10. His last 12 or so, he was back down to like three and a half or four. So he's pitched much better here recently. Uh, Pritch, you, you mentioned something really important, the over. Great American ballpark. Little band box here where they score a lot of runs, especially when it's hot and humid out. Looks like the uh, the forecast here is going to be about 85 degrees. Okay. Uh, wind's actually blowing in a little bit, but it's not too much overall. But I would say Great American ballpark uh, overs here on the season they're 35 and 25, almost 60%. So if you want to set the over, we have seen Cincy, a team that even if it's like a three to you know a three to one game in the seventh, they could blow up for like eight runs in an inning. This offense really uh, has been churning and playing great. And Votto, uh, who Adam Burke we, we talked to yesterday, uh, I think Votto MVP may not happen, but what is he? What did we say? 20 to one, 30, 40 to one? I, I think it's some 40 crazy to one. number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big number there. So Votto's really turned it on having a great year. But uh, Pritch, I would lean over. And also, I am going to lean Cincy. You can intrigue me with a, a run line play there, minus okay. one and a half. Big move in their favor. They open like minus 190. They're all the way up to minus 240, minus 250. We have seen uh, in situations like this, these non-division home favorites have done well. Big with steam. Uh, 200 or more um, at home has also done well. But also home road split. We look at Miami, 21 and 40 on the road. They've really struggled. Uh, not crazy for Cincy, 32 and 29. Uh, but to me, you're leaning run line or, or money line if you want to lay that big number with Cincinnati Reds. And I'd lean over as well with this great trend to the great American ballpark over. Okay, I'm looking, taking a look at that over in that game, to be honest with you. Uh, how about Milwaukee and St. Louis? Uh, I think the umpires got to St. Louis a, a little bit last night. Uh, Milwaukee, uh, they're going to go with Woodruff. Uh, Lester is going for the Cardinals uh, in this matchup. Milwaukee minus 208 to total. Yeah, tip my cap again to Adam Burke because it was great yesterday mm-hmm. talking about how in a tight game you like Milwaukee because of their bullpen. Right. You needed an Avisail Garcia homer in the ninth to take it to extras yesterday, but they ended up jumping on Milwaukee. With, they kind of moved late, like minus 115 to minus 120 cash for you uh, yesterday. But Pritch, I'm going back to Milwaukee. I'm going to sweat him here. To me, this is a glaring pitching advantage uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. You have on the bump. Brandon Woodruff, Cy Young type candidate, 2.24 ERA. My boy, John Lester, who I used to love with the Sox, but uh, he's getting up there. His ERA is around six, so I don't know how many more uh, starts he's going to get in the bigs here. But um, good move to Milwaukee. They open like minus 175, up two round, minus 190. Uh, also, Milwaukee, favorite with a low total. The total in this one is eight. When you're a favorite of minus 175 or more, which was what I would consider a big or bigger favorite, and you have a low total, that's good correlative betting because the fewer amount of expected runs scored, more likely they're going to come from the better team there. So also at the Brew Crew in this one, Pritch, uh, you also look at uh, Milwaukee, 56 and 36 as a favorite, plus 114 run differential. Mm. St. Louis, 24 and 35, minus 25, and also that St. Louis bullpen. Uh, I've swept the, the St. Louis Cardinals a few times. The bullpen's blown it for me. 
I like betting against them with that bullpen. They're very erratic for St. Louis. All right, let's get to this other game, too, because you got the Mets uh, on a killer road trip right now against the Dodgers. They're going to face Bueller. Uh, they got Walker going for themselves on, on the bump for uh, the Mets there. But the Dodgers minus 190. Uh, the total is nine in this game, Josh. Yeah, that's a big number, Pritch, and I'm looking at it right now because I think they were waiting to announce their starter here. I know it's Taiwan Walker, mm -hmm. um, but I did see a move, and again, I'm not sure which books have these numbers because, again, we're waiting on uh, the confirmation with the Dodgers here, but uh, somewhere like minus 150 up to like minus 180. That's what I'm seeing at some right. of these books that are available here, minus 195 at some of these shops. Uh, now, you got to give uh, the, the owner there, Steve Cohen, for the Mets a lot of credit. He Mr. blasts his team on Twitter yeah, <laughs> saying they can't hit, and then they force uh, extra innings and win in an extra inning, 6-2. Mm -hmm. So maybe uh, maybe that tweet really riled up his club here. But um, I want to see – I want to get confirmation on the pitcher. I want to see where this thing moves right now. But the Dodgers are playing great. They've won a bunch of games at home, um, and they're getting a big move here, uh, like minus 160 up to minus 190. So I'd lean Dodgers, but, again, I want to I get confirmation. It's a 10 o'clock game. So you can wait this thing out, see how it develops. If you can continue to see that line, you know, jump up there to the Dodgers, maybe you're looking at a run line, a money line play there with uh, with L.A. Yeah, I know he puts that tweet out as they're facing the Giants and about to face Bueller <laughs> and, and the Dodgers for Series 2. So that's interesting <laughs> right there. But I don't know if it's going to fire them up or not. That's That's a tall order, though, for the Mets. It really is. And the Dodgers, to me, are a team that, uh, you know, they, they can see the, the Giants, uh, you know, in front of them. And they're just kind of closing in here a little bit. The G-Men uh, really don't crack. And they're, you know, still pl uh, playing great here. But the Dodgers are on their heels. And I think they, they got kind of a soft schedule spot right now where they can make up some ground. Yeah, I know. I mean, when you think about, too, the fact that about the pitcher situation, uh, we were just talking about that. I mean, it's still a big number, though. Uh, Mookie Betts is just kicking it these days. I mean, Trey Turner's getting it done. Mookie Betts, get healthy when and come back when you want. Clayton Kershaw, get healthy, come back when you want. I mean, this team, uh, Josh, and we went over the odds for the NL pennant not too long ago on the show. Uh, I mean, it's I think it's still a plus money situation for the Dodgers uh, in terms of winning the NL pennant. Yeah, I think you're right, Pritch. I want to say plus 130, plus 200. Right. I could be wrong here. It's definitely some plus money, though. Uh, and you're right. I mean, we still, the crazy thing is this Dodger machine is starting to roll here, mm -hmm. but they're not even fully healthy. You mentioned no Mookie Betts. I mean, uh, they traded for Danny Duffy. He's been hurt. He's a lefty that could benefit you as well. Sure. When you get this full lineup rolling here, and again, I to me, with the, the Nats, it makes sense trading Scherzer, a guy last year of his contract, older. Um, you're probably not going to resign him. Why would you give up Trey Turner? It's a young guy, great shortstop. To me, it, obviously Scherzer is the big fish there in that deal, but getting Trey Turner, a guy who can play great shortstop, he can play second, he can play third, you know, Corey Seager, where's he going to go? I just think that was really the underrated move that the, that the Dodgers made. And when you're rolling out this lineup with Mookie in there mm -hmm. and, you know, Bellinger is hitting eighth, I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> right. uh, they're, they're a wagon right now. Plus 135, NL Pennant odds right there. That there we had them earlier in the show. Yeah, plus 135 right there for the Dodgers. How about that? Um, I don't want to check in on that game as we end the show. Still down two. Okay. We're going to need magic here. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck on everything else. That was great job today. Appreciate it, Fritch. And uh, hey, Eagles, Pats, I'm That's excited right. for some preseason tonight. I got my popcorn ready, Josh. We'll get after it Can't tomorrow. Uh, stay tuned for My Guys in the Desert coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.